To find the origins of the Lone Ranger, you have to go back in time. A fiery horse for the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver. The Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger first appeared January 31st, 1933 on WXYZ Radio in Detroit. That's right. Unlike many movies which came from a novel, maybe a play on Broadway, The Lone Ranger was born on radio, created by WXYZ owner George Trendle. Well... The idea may have come from one of his writers, Fran Stryker, when Mr. Stryker worked at a station in Buffalo a few years earlier. But Trendle owned the show, so of course he got the credit. They were trying to make their, their mark as, uh, as an independent uh, uh, station. They had broken from their network affiliation. And um, the thing is, they, they needed something to uh, compete uh, directly with the, uh, the, the more uh, famous fare. In some ways, the Lone Ranger was like created by a business need, by creative community, but it worked because it got the essence of, of what makes a hero. Wally Pedrajic is curator of the Museum of Broadcast Communications, home of the Radio Hall of Fame in Chicago. The Lone Ranger worked not only with kids, for whom it was designed, but grown-ups, because he was a different kind of hero. Someone who had um, a very distinct personality in the sense of he was a Western hero that didn't necessarily rely on his guns. He didn't, sh he didn't kill characters. And he was truly a champion of the good. The Lone Ranger was so popular on WXYZ, the show helped create the fourth of the four big networks during radio's golden era, as the mutual broadcasting system came along to challenge CBS and the two NBC networks, Red and Blue. Because in effect it became the core that started the mutual network. That's true. In, in, it was basically uh, the marquee name for uh, convincing stations to, to, to join that network. When you think of the Lone Ranger, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Poor William Tell. Nobody knows who he is anymore, because his overture was stolen by that masked man from the very beginning of the radio show up until now. Now, a lot of folks think of the TV show, which ran from 1949 to 1957. They think of Clayton Moore as the man with the black mask and the white hat. Outlasting them all, though, were the two main actors who put the mask on, even though the listener couldn't see them. Brace Beamer, starting in 1941, and for much of the first eight years of the show, Earl Grazer, who was tragically killed in a car crash as he was on his way to the studio to do the show. That's where an example of the character supersedes the, the performer, in that it was such a strong, identifiable character that someone can come in, even, even under um, a tragic situation like that, and, and be accepted uh, by the... Uh, by the listening public. Amazingly enough, his Indian companion Toto was, with the exception of a handful of episodes, played by one man, John Todd, for the show's entire 21-year radio run. Look, Kimasabi, wagons coming this way. Yes, he's got go power. There he goes. He's feeling his Cheerios. Brought to you indeed by General Mills. Don't forget to check that box of Cheerios for your Lone Ranger six-shooting ring. We hope you are enjoying the old-time radio programs on the RadioThen.network podcast. You will find many biographies and audio clips from the past on our blog. www.radiothen.network Check it out and bookmark the blog which also indexes our podcasts. www.radiothen.network